Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Weld.com podcast. I'm Bo Wigington. This is part two of our FabTech special where I sat down with Bryn Welds, a welder and content creator from Nebraska, John Fowler from Northeast Alabama Community College, one of our very own hosts and TIG artist, TIG Devil, Spencer Wells, an engineering technician at the NASA Prototype Lab, Mike Meyer, a welding instructor from Evans High School, Danea Bushcutter, another host over here at Weld.com, as well as a welding instructor, Chad, a pipe fitter, pipe welder, talking about working in the union, Blake Hamrick, a welding instructor at Calhoun Community College, and Barbie the Welder, a metal sculptor, author, and advocate for the skilled trades. Do you want to tell the listeners who you are, what you do, and how to find you? My name's uh, Bryn Otto, Bryn Welds. I'm from Grand Island, Nebraska. I post uh, welding content on TikTok, Instagram, at Bryn Welds, B-R-Y-N-W-E-L-D-S. This is my first FabTech. What do you want to get out of FabTech? Mainly networking. All the other social media welders like Oki, Dr. Welds, all them. I mean, yeah, I've known Dr. Weld for a long time through social media and, and uh, a lot of the Edge Welding Cups crew and... And Jesus with Outlaw Leather, uh, I've known of him for a long time, just got to meet him. So it's pretty cool, surreal seeing everybody that I have met online, but not here. You know. Yeah, man, it's like summer camp, you know? Yeah. It's, like, it's like we're all going to this big camp where you finally get to meet all these people you've been like pen pals with. Yeah. Know? Besides doing the videos online, what do you do? Yeah, so I work for uh, Fab Shop in Grand Island, Nebraska. It's family owned and I mean, it's big. We got seven divisions now, not just fabrication. We do trucking, ethanol, structural stuff. But I do mainly agricultural parts for tractors and man baskets for lifts and stuff for, say, linemen. How long have you been welding for? Seriously, probably a year and a half. I started posting my progress on TikTok. It started to blow up, and I was like, wow. So that's really when I started taking it serious. But first time I tried welding, probably three years ago, because my dad was a welder. So that's why I give it a shot. Things like TikTok, it's reaching that new generation. What does the industry need to do to attract people that are younger to the industry? I don't think the industry should change. I think my generation should. <laughs> I, I don't know how old you are, but my generation does not want to work. If you love welding, you're not ever going to work, right? Because yeah. they say you'd never work if you do what you love. Yeah, yeah. you got to learn to love welding, though. you got to... For me, it was I was trash when I started, and seeing the progression is motivating. I'd say. What helped you progress in your welding abilities? Yeah, practice. Pra- practice makes better. Yeah, it don't make perfect. There's no perfect weld. That's close, right there. But. <laughs> That's, that came all the way from Germany. Yeah. That is monstrous, bro. But yeah, practice makes better. So. And so, if people want to find your work, where do they go? Uh, Bryn Welds, at Bryn Welds on TikTok, Instagram. Pretty much every social media, B-R-Y-N-W-E-L-D-S. And you're on the Weld app as well? I am. Nice. Bryn Welds. <laughs> I got I to gotta make sure I'm following you. Yeah, yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you sitting down just telling us what your experience has been so far here. Is there like one big person you want to meet? I'd like to meet John King. I seen him earlier. I saw him. He went that way. Massive guy with cowboy hat on. Hard to miss.
do want to go ahead and tell everybody who you are, what you do, and why you're here at Fabtech. My name's John Fowler. I'm a welding instructor at uh, Northeast Alabama Community College. Just came out to the show to see what was new, see what I might want, and also get some classes in, you know, some continuing education. You were telling me earlier you were about to jump into a couple classes. What courses did you do here? I did the uh, welder qualification and the uh, PQRs made simple or something like that is what it's called. But Scott Murkowski, I think it was, the AWS, he, he did the class and did a real good job. We got a lot out of it. I think everybody really enjoyed it. And what did you cover in that class? The things that are not mentioned and don't get talked about a lot, things that only come with experience when, when qualifying welders, like making sure that they know what, exactly what it is that they're trying to accomplish. And when you're writing your WQTRs and stuff like that, make sure that you the gray areas are covered, like uh, wire diameter sizes and all that kind of stuff that, that you don't always think about. Stuff yeah. that we take for granted as welders. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're on the other side, when you're qualifying the guys, you got to make sure that you cover everything. Yeah. And and that's that, just that kind of stuff. What do you do to teach your kids that, you know, there's this vast community of things you could go into? Oh, that's a that's a really good question. And as you know, the, the amount of people going into welding is, is very low compared to when well, I'm 48. Yeah. So when I got into welding, welders were a dime a dozen, and welding jobs were hard to find. Hard to find. I mean, you had to work. You had to know somebody. You, you know, you had to. You really had to prove yourself. You had yeah. to shine like a new penny. Yeah. And now, welding opposite. jobs are a dime a dozen, or, or they are where I live. I mean, I've got people calling me, you know, screaming for welders. You know, what have, what have you got? Have you got? Have you got? And everybody wants the best guy I've got. You know, and that's a struggle. But but just to get them interested, it's picking up since COVID, but it's it's still slow. It's still way slower. I think the problem starts with dads. They're either not around or they're not kicking their kid in the butt, telling them, you know, how things should be. Kids are not held accountable. I don't blame kids. Yeah. Now, kids are kids. Kids have always been kids. And, and in human nature, we're going to do whatever the easiest path is. So that's where that accountability from dads comes from, if you ask me. Being a welding instructor, you know, you kind of jump into that role to people. You, you know, do. it's like, hey, you know, I'm going to teach you accountability. Mm -hmm. I'm going to teach you how to take pride in what you're doing. I'm going to teach you how to be on time. I'm going to teach you things that some people just don't get. As you know, it's not just the welding industry. It's, it's machining. It's electric. Uh, it's plumbing, it's carpentry, it's, it's everything. Yeah. It's just, we're in a hole right now. And here at Fabtech, are you here looking at stuff to like bring into your school or what type of things have interested you here at the convention? In class, our teacher was talking about uh, the temp sticks and they've got a, I think it's an electronic kind of thing. I'm, I'm gonna go check them out, checking uh, interpass temperatures and stuff like that on welds. Any big advice that you would want to tell to people getting into the industry? Maybe students or people just trying it out like what's your biggest advice of what do I do to get started if you don't have an outlet find a good reputable school trade school to go to but if you've got a local you could go to that'd be a great way to, to get started I know I send a lot of my guys to the iron workers union there's a lot of mom-and-pop shops out there you know that would be a way to get started and then you know if you if you do from there want to learn some different processes and, and different things. You know, if, if you do find out that you do have an interest in it, I do get a lot of students that come in, 
sparks go to flying and they quit showing up. Yeah. Because it's not what they thought. It's it's not what they played with at a trade show somewhere, like a video <laughs> game, you know, the, yeah. the augmented arc or the, oh, yeah, uh, the virtual, well, yeah. virtual stuff. It, you know, it, it's, it's not that. So when they figure that out, you know, they, maybe they decide it's not for them. But find somebody that does it that's going to give you an opportunity. A lot of them out there right now are in, in our area there is. So, and, and if it is something you, that you enjoy, go as far as you can with it, as far as you want to with it. Yeah, you know, run. options are there. You know, whether we take advantage of them or not, they're yeah. there. The only thing holding you back is your mind. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Well, I appreciate you sitting down and chat, man. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Do you want to tell people about yourself and what you're doing here at FabTech? So I'm uh, a TIG artist, and I also am a host on Well.com through uh, Destructive Asylum 13 and uh, TIG underscore devil. Came to check out FabTech. It's my first time here. And, Me too. Uh, what do you think so far? I love it. It's amazing. It's huge. Lots to see. A lot of cool people to meet as well. What's been your favorite thing you've seen so far? Some of the art down at Flame Tech. There was a really cool piece that's been done there. Okay. I got to check it out. Oh, man. It's pretty sick. I've, I've, been, I've been here just chatting with a bunch of people, and there's been a lot of talk about the laser welders are really there's so many different laser welders here today i did see uh one of them so this thing can uh weld the tiniest weld you have ever seen yeah that one Super over there tiny. did you feel nuts. it they give you the card to feel it yeah 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 it's pretty cool that's pretty crazy yeah well are you you're here all week i'm here till uh thursday morning okay yeah and what are you doing tonight tonight well i'm part of the blue crew so we're going to the hard rock for the blue crew party it's going to be fun. Yeah. I can't wait. Hope to see you there. Absolutely. Yeah, sweet. Absolutely. Do you have any art with you here? I did not bring any just because I'm from Canada. No. So just to, to bring it, it would be a lot of... Customs. Heavy. Customs pieces. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> Decide to keep it back. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, I where can people find your stuff if they don't know where it is? Well, you could go at, uh, on Instagram. It's take underscore devil or on Facebook, Take Devil. Uh, and it's an actual registered company based out of Canada. Canadian Tick Devil, watch out everybody. So do you wanna go ahead and tell us who you are, who you work for and what you're doing at FabTech? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name's Spencer Wells. I work for NASA in the NASA Prototype Lab at Kennedy Space Center. By definition, I'm an engineering technician there, but in actuality, I'm a welder, uh, do sheet metal fab, machining, uh, lasering, 3D printing, and some reverse engineering. I got sent here to FabTech mainly to look at the new world of cobot welding, yeah. uh, small cell robotic welding. Everything we do right now is done by hand, mainly TIG welding. I came across the world of cobot welding just a couple of months ago, and it sparked my interest just because I like uh, CNC stuff. Yeah. And so uh, I presented it to my management, and they loved it for the idea of 3D manufacturing with it, you know, and being able to do some stuff in that world with it. So floor space is the number one commodity in our lab where I'm at. Every square foot is more valuable than any piece of machinery we own, which we have some pretty cool stuff. But, you know, online I'm looking at those cobot packages and they look small, but are they really? Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, I wanted to come here and see them firsthand. Are they as little as they seem? And a lot of them are. 
Yeah, I know. You know. Like, you can just put them right on your table, set yeah. them up where it needs to be. I did a podcast with someone telling me about Cobots earlier this year, and I was just, like, obsessed. A lot of these Cobots these days, even the programming is very straightforward. You just have to move it, and then it remembers it. You know, there's laser welding, too. I saw one, and then now there's laser welders everywhere, you know? It seems to be, like, the hot item here yeah, in man. this hall anyways, you know? And when you go by those laser welders, they're backed up with people. And, and you know, the thing is, is I, I try to wrap my head around that, too, about the same time I came across cobalt welding. But your brain can only hold so much in. Oh, yeah. And and in the prototype lab where I'm at, you know, I am I don't actively have to stay involved with machining and 3D welding, but all that stuff interests me. So, you know, my brain's only going to hold so much software, so much uh, different processes. You know, we run uh, Haas Mills, Charmolet EDMs. Uh, you know, and trying to remember how to run all that when it's your time to get on it is a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I, I saw the laser stuff and I did a couple online demos and was blown away, you know, by the little distortion you get and, uh, and honestly how pretty it can be. But I stepped back, took a couple days to really think about it. I'm like, I really want to dive into that, you know, and explore that space, you know. So for now, it's a no for us, I think, but that's not to say it won't be a no in the, in the near future. You cool, know? man. Well, so like when you are welding, like what are you welding on or is it classified? No, it's not. It, it, crazy enough, I have an aviation background about 20 years and I had to have a security clearance in almost every job I had until I went to the federal government. Really? And now with NASA, you would think that you would, but yeah, man. Uh, I, I really don't. So uh, 90, 90% of what we do is all aluminum. Uh, it's, it's heavier aluminum, uh, quarter inch thick, 50-52, uh, 60-61 seems to be our bread and butter. And uh, I came from an aviation TIG welding background, so I was used to doing 50 thou, maybe 63, you know. Yeah. Somebody, you had a part 63 thou, you were getting thick, yeah. you know. And then I showed up here and they throw quarter inch plate, half inch plate at me. It's a whole new world, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but that that's our bread and butter. Uh, we TIG weld 95% of that, um, but it's not because it's a requirement. Uh, I really have the freedom to do it however I want to do it as long as it's good, you know. And at the end of the day, TIG welding looks better than most MIG. It's not to say you can't do a pretty MIG weld, you know. Uh, we even do the other welder that I'm there uh, kind of taking over for eventually. That's the ideal. He's been there for 37 years. The man is a God's gift to TIG welding aluminum. What's I mean, his name? Uh, his name is Phil Stroda. Okay. Uh, and, and it's funny, we, we laugh at Phil a lot because he idolizes a lot of uh, people you see on Weld.com, oh, really? uh, welding tips and tricks. Oh, yeah, and, man. Uh, you know, Joey, They're he met here, Jody man. at Fabtech a few years ago. And, and I get it. I, I see all those guys, too. And I, but I'm like, Phil, man, you've been a NASA welder for almost 40 years. You're it. Like you're you're the pinnacle. You're a you know? star. So trust me. yeah, he really is a star. So it's been great to be able to learn from him. You know, in that world of tigging aluminum, he he's great. But anything you throw at him, really, he did some ink canal recently uh, that was just absolutely beautiful. You know, and breathtaking. So uh, we do do some cool stuff uh, outside of welding. I do some great sheet metal stuff. We bought a beautiful press break about two years ago, and I just did a, a project with the local high school. NASA partnered up. Uh, they have a program called the Hunch Program. It stands for High Schoolers Uniting with NASA Creating Flight Hardware. So they love acronyms, man. Yeah, they gotta and, have uh, those acronyms. But anyways, long story short, we uh, we bent up a bunch of sheet metal, riveted it together, and made uh, wheels for a robot that will eventually be going to the moon to work as an excavator to feed a 3D printer. Uh, so to think that high school students are, you know, I'm blessed myself, man, to be able to be a part of that. 
I'm from a small town in Kentucky. Uh, never thought I'd be working for NASA, but you know, it's really cool too to be able to get out there to local high schools and be able to do stuff like that too. Yeah. So. Well, that's that's the big part, like being here at Fabtech. Our big thing is trying to talk to people to say, how do we get this next generation yeah, sure. interested in welding, you yeah. know? And just being like, you can work for NASA, yeah. you know? So you, you want to yeah. work on spaceships, boom. It like, is there. There's you know. everybody just thinks that it's like, oh, you're going to go work in a factory. Oh, you're just going to go work welding structural steel. Sure. You know, it's like they, there's so much more to the industry that I, it's hard to get it out to people. So yeah, there really is. That's what we really try to do here at weld.com yep. is just be like, hey, there's so much. Like, And I think that's extremely valuable. Uh, so uh, right now we're launching Artemis at NASA. That's a moon rocket. Uh, we've tried to do two launches so far that have got scrubbed and the third one just got moved out last week for a launch. It's supposed to happen uh, Sunday night and uh, hurricane's hitting right now in Florida, so they just pulled it back. But anyways, the very first Artemis launch, uh, the vice president, Kamala Harris, came to NASA and she did a speech anyways. So without getting into politics you know, or any of that, her speech was amazing. And, and the reason why is because it talked about what you just talked yeah, about. She talked about how... That day at NASA, she met engineers and rocket scientists and mathematicians. But she said, most importantly, I've met welders, I've met technicians. You know, I've, those are the people that are really making this happen. And then she went in to express the need for that, you know, and how important technical schools are. And, uh, and it blew me away and it gives me cold chills now even thinking about it, to hear somebody in that caliber talk about that because that's really what we need. And you know, those factory jobs and all that, it's not to say that that's not yeah, valuable not bad, either. You know. and, and you gotta get a start somewhere. You know, you, you can't go to tech school and get out of school and go land one of these great, it's not to say you won't, you might land a great aviation job, but you gotta get your boots wet somewhere. Yeah, you gotta just, you it's, a, it's a skills ladder that, that's another thing trying to help people understand is, it's like stepping stones. It's like, hey, we're gonna achieve this goal and then we move to the next one and then you move to that one. But it's just like collecting a whole bunch of like trading cards. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, I have this one now. Okay, I, I wanna go get that one. Let me go find it. Yeah. You I know, I, I uh, aviation background, sheet metal. Uh, I was fortunate enough, I was in the 82nd Airborne Division and I was fortunate enough to, uh, they asked me one day, they said, hey, do you wanna go to avi aviation welding school or composites? And just randomly I picked welding and thank God I did. But anyways, my, my journey throughout my career has mainly been sheet metal, you know, fabricating sheet metal, bending, hand forming. But through that, I always welded too. But you know, I, all throughout my journey, I always wondered where are those like one in a million jobs at? You know, like just those one in a million working on somebody's private aircraft somewhere or where are those at? And I just kept looking and kept looking and kept looking, right? I was working in an airport in Titusville, uh, Florida working on some Cessnas, doing sheet metal work there. Loved that work, man. Traveled around the world doing it. And one day I got on Indeed.com and I typed in the word experimental and that's when the NASA Prototype Lab job came up. And uh, it closed that day, but I clicked the link anyways and it took me to the USAGov, uh, USAjobs.gov site. And whenever I went there, it had been extended 24 hours. Stayed up all that night, applied for it. Went into work next day, told all my friends, and all of them were like, you're crazy, man. They know exactly who they want for that job. That's that's just a formality. And I was like, what do I got to lose? Yeah, I mean. And uh, I'd be damned, they called me two weeks later. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And it blew my mind. I never thought I'd be where I am. And uh, just don't 
cut yourself short. Yeah. You know, definitely don't. If you if you don't try, you yep. know, it's like I feel like a lot of people just don't dream big anymore. Yep. You know, it's like just set goals. Like, who cares if yep. you if you fall short, you fall short, and you set a new goal. You know, it's like, but just dream big, yep. chase it. It's a, it's a journey. You know, and I feel like a lot of people just don't don't see it that way you yeah. know it's just like oh no that's that's not me yeah you know but i mean you work for nasa yeah now. i grew up you, tobacco farm <laughs> you know what i mean i had yeah. 330 acres 36 acres of tobacco and 100 head of cattle year round that was my life you know doing a drywall and brick lane growing up you know i turned 18 just needed something better joined the army and and now here i am today at fabtech uh how many people you reckon is here 40, they they said between thirty and forty thousand people this year. It's a lot of people. Yeah. I never thought I'd be here. I, I've looked into this, you know, for years and years and years, and and I'm definitely grateful to be here. And I don't think I'm going to get through it all. No man, I, there's uh, so much. I don't. There's uh, like two two whole new buildings I haven't <laughs> yeah. even set foot in yet. You know. Yeah. You know, we went through Concourse A on day one. My coworker was with me, and uh, I really wish he was here, James. He had to leave out this morning because of the hurricane to be back with his family. My family drove up last night, so they're with me here so I could stay. But uh, the first morning we went through Concourse A, it's smaller than the other concourses. But anyways, we got to the end and we were like, man, we're gonna see all of it in a day, no problem. And then we walked into B and our <laughs> mind was blown. Yeah, you know? Oh man, and now you're in C and it's just like, man, yeah. there's some- This so morning I, uh, I needed to finish up in B and B, C, but I really wanted to, this is where I wanted to be in C with all the welding stuff. So I headed, I headed over here first thing this morning to make sure I got through it, you know, the best I could. So I've seen some really cool stuff this morning, man. Mind boggling stuff and uh, hopefully stuff that can help us out, you know, in our shop as well. Uh, but, but we'll see. So as far as newer welders, like either students or people just getting into the industry, what's just your biggest piece of advice for them? Sure. Man, focus on what you love, honestly. I mean, you know, I see a lot of YouTubers that start out, you know, and, and they have a following and at some point they start asking their audience what they want. And, and I know you're asking for a different uh, purpose, but it, it's kind of one in the same. And, and every time I hear them say that, I'm like, do what you love. We're watching you on there because you're doing what you love. And it's no different in, in the world of TIG welding or MIG welding. Or if you love being on those oil fields out there, you know, and throwing down pipe, do that. Like, you know, do what you love, be happy every day, look forward to going to work. Look, it, it's miserable waking up, man, and dreading work. It is. You know, I've, I've done that for many years and decades, and uh, and that's miserable. Don't settle, you know. My son is uh, six, just turned 17. He'll be 18 soon, and recently I had that conversation with him, and he's thinking about going into welding. Uh, he has two welding classes right now in his high school, and he's talked to me a lot about, do I go into the Army, do I go into tech school, or do I just get a job? And all those are valid options. Yeah, it's just you know? do, what, do what you want to do, yeah, you know? Yeah, it really is. Make your decision. Now, in all honesty, and I told him, I said, if you go out to just the uh, workforce, that's not to say that you're not going to get something great, you know? But honestly, at the end of the day, once you have a few years under your belt, it, it all merges together anyways. You know, and experience is experience. Thankfully, in this industry, in my experience, it's been that way. I know some places value a college education over others, but luckily in my experience, it's not been that way. You know, if you got the experience and you're good, you're good, so. That's my favorite part about welding is that it's a skill. Like I, I've been a musician my whole life. It's very subjective, yeah. you know? It's like some people like it, some people hate it. 
if you put down a good weld and it passes x-ray it's it doesn't matter that that's correct you know there's a very it's a right wrong way that's it's very straightforward so if you learn how to do it it'll take you anywhere yeah and practice makes perfect you know that's it at the end of the day you can only research so much with it and and you can get the newest flashiest equipment out there but really hood time is where it's at you know and and just try to get there wherever you can you know and and if you're just fitting up for a while, do that, you know, and earn your stripes, so to speak, and, and stay in there and keep keep grinding. It'll pay off. I really firmly believe that. It will pay off. Yeah, you know? just chipping away at the stone. Yep, that's right. Well, man, I really appreciate I'm glad I, I caught sure. you walking by. <laughs> yeah. It's been really fun. Yeah, thanks. Do you have any, it. like, social media? No, I don't. Uh, private, private email. And, you know, I've thought about uh, looking into that world uh, with, with us being NASA prototype and opening that up. Uh, I've not talked to our uh, HR departments yet about that. You know, we have a hard time endorsing people publicly, uh, and rightfully so. But uh, I might eventually go into that world in the next couple of years. But right now, I've been there for about five and a half years. I'm really trying to find my feet before Phil, the guy I talked about a minute ago, takes off. I'm trying to learn all I can from him and get that knowledge. Because uh, he's at retirement age, he could go anytime. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, well, that's what a big chunk of the industry is at right yeah, now. Sure. So it's like trying to get people in and interested because like you know great welders like that to yep. pass on their skill a lot of people have been talking it's like if you're working with an old dude listen yeah like get his knowledge yeah. because it's about to be gone and yeah. you're not going to find it anywhere else you know you know when I, when i first went to the prototype lab the first year year and a half i really i didn't do that i didn't slow down and listen a lot to feel because i was trying to prove myself my ego got in the way and, and i guess about a year year and a half in i actually i don't know why i came to terms with it but I was like what am I doing like yeah. <laughs> I, I need to stop that like I, I need to just I don't work under him you know I work next to him but at the same time like on a personal level I do need to work under him and listen to what he's got to say and and learn from him because he's been doing it for four decades you yeah, know? Man, so. it's like humble like being humble yeah. you know it's like I I'm very humble when it comes to the welding yeah. world because I know I'm new I'm new but I'm very like I'm passionate about it I yeah. love it yeah. I love learning and I love talking to people about it. And it's just like... There's always somebody better. Oh, yeah, You know, man. there really is. There's, there's, a, there's, there's always, always somebody be better. better. Yeah. Yeah, there's, a, there's a room full of yeah. them right now, you know? <laughs> right, like, right. But, That's for sure. Man, I really enjoyed this chat. Yeah, I would like to say one other thing. You know, yeah. if anybody's in the welding world out there and wants to get in the Space Coast, you know, what I said about uh, Vice President saying that, that's, that's absolutely true. If you're interested in coming to that area of Florida, you know, whether it's worth working with SpaceX or Jacobs or Blue Origin or, or maybe even NASA, you know, those jobs are out there right now. Uh, a lot of them are called rocket technicians, but a, a lot of them are welding jobs. And, and if you want to get into that world, there's a ton of jobs there right now. We would love to have you in that area. Uh, Florida, it took a while for it to grow on me, but it has. I love the fishing there too, so it's not bad, you know. You got mahi-mahi right off the coast. Right, right. There. Yeah. I know uh, a lot of those guys too, you know, they come there and, and and all the jobs are different there. Some work harder, longer hours, but once you get into that world out there at that space center, you know, it's one big network and I see a lot of those guys bouncing around until they find a home, yeah. you know, so. I mean, it's just getting out there, getting the work. Yeah. And I appreciate you coming out. To, I'm glad yeah, you came sure. out so we could connect. Yeah. Nice to meet you. So tell me who you are, what you do and why you're here at FabTech. 
I'm Mike Meyer. I'm a welding instructor at Evans High School out of Evans, Georgia. It's right outside of Augusta. And I brought some of my students up here just to see everything, get to see all the stuff that, you know, we don't have all this stuff in our shop, but it's nice to bring these guys out here and let them see, you know, all the stuff yeah, the industry, that's out there. It's hard to explain how many different facets of the industry there are. A lot of people just think, you know, I'm going to go work in a factory, I'm going to go work on a pipeline, I'm going to go work, you know, doing structural. But there's, so, like, you could be a robotic welder, you could be doing just custom fabrication, you can be doing repairs. Like, it's awesome you brought your students here to see the gamut of what's out there. Oh, and they're having a ball, too. And we, we, we saw you guys over here, and we watched some well, a lot of your videos in class. Awesome. Because y'all do some really good instructional videos, so we enjoyed it. Do you all know about our new app we just put out? No. So we just put out a new app. It's called the Weld app, and it's all about education. So if like a student of yours has a question, they can post it in there, and we have welders, CWIs, people all across the world will respond and try to help you out. Like That's we, awesome. We found, I might need to use that app. I mean, <laughs> well, we have it for teachers like you. Right. Another thing that's great for it is you can use it on your desktop. So if you want to show videos, like instead of going to YouTube, we have it all broken down to say I want to show a root pass on a 4G. Right. Like, we have that. Like you, you, and you don't have to search through a video. You know, a lot of times, like your educational videos, you're gonna be like, okay, I gotta find the right spot because we're not gonna watch this hour and a half long video. You know, it's like I want to get to this spot, but I don't want to scroll. Exactly. We try to make it easier for teachers to show exactly what you want. We Being, enjoy it. Well, and being a high school teacher, you're a dime a dozen, man. There's no welding in high schools anymore. Right. And that sucks. That's where you could really hook these people, you know? Yep. And I really appreciate what you do. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate y'all. We need you. What are you, what, what are you most excited to see here at Fabtech? Really just a lot of everything. Uh, a lot of the automated stuff, which we, you know, we can't afford in our shop, but it, it's kind of nice to bring these kids out and see the, the new laser welders, the new automated stuff, the automated welders, the orbital, t you know, all the orbital, well it just everything. It's, it's, it's pretty neat. And I like metal fabrication as well as welding. So it's nice to see all the metal forming tools. And yeah, man. There's so much. All the stuff that's out there. I'm seeing stuff I didn't even know existed. So it's, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. The industry keeps growing, keeps innovating. It's, it's awesome. Well, I appreciate you sitting down. Yes. Thank you. No, thank you. All right. Do you want to tell the listeners who you are, what you do and why you're here? Yeah. So I'm Danae Bushcutter. I am a welding instructor for North Central Kansas Technical College. I am also a host for weld.com and also a Edge Army ambassador. Um, when I'm not teaching students how to weld, I'm working on cars. I'm very active with Girl Gang Garage. We just got back from SEMA last week. Uh, had a big unveil of our car there. Um, and now Fabtech. So. Out of Fabtech, what are you trying to get out of Fabtech? Well, I came here to look at new products for my students to have, you know, in the, in the shop and whatnot. But uh, so far, it's been a social, social event for me running into <laughs> everyone that I know. So hopefully by the end of the week, I can look at some new products that I have my eye on. So are there people that you haven't met, but you've been connected with that you're trying to meet up with? Um, you, I mean, a lot of the weld.com people I haven't actually met in, pe I know, in person weird. since I haven't been with weld.com for a year yet. So meeting everyone that's here from weld.com is pretty cool. Cause I mean, we communicate all the time via social media, but it's like, I don't actually get to see anyone in person. So what are you going to be doing the rest of the week? Are you doing demos? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So actually tomorrow I'm in class all day doing some AWS classes that they offer. Um, that's one of the requirements with the school sending me here that I have to take some classes. So for my professional development. So what kind of class is it? 
Uh, I'm taking two of them. I'm taking the PQR class, and I'm trying to remember what the name of the first one in the morning is. Ones that are going to go towards my CWI that I'm working towards. That's a hard test. That's a very hard test. I've only taken one out of the three tests so far, and I've yet to hear back if I've passed it or not. So Must be nerve-wracking. Very. Uh, <laughs> so I got back from SEMA last week, and I had an AWS envelope in the mail, and I'm like, I got back at like 2 a.m. Yeah. And, uh, You're like, I'm not going to open it until tomorrow. And <laughs> I get the envelope, and I'm like, I'm not going to open it. And then I'm, I'm like, okay, I've got to open it before I go to bed. And it was a... A stupid a ad for their UPS deal that they've got going on for shipping with AWS. And I'm wow. like, are you kidding me? I worked myself up to open this envelope thinking it was my test results. And it was an ad for their UPS shipping deal that they've got going on right now. It's like, gotta love it. Yeah. Gotta love it. Yep. So other than the classes that I'm taking tomorrow, um, I'm doing a meet and greet in the edge welding booth um, at 10 a.m. on Thursday. And then I've got a welding demo with Everlast and edge welding cups in the Everlast booth at 2 p.m. So nice. You sent out it wasn't like a post online, but you sent us personally. You set up your job fair at your school. Yes. Yes. Are you going to try to connect with some of those companies to maybe be a feeder school as well? Um, that's part of the thing that we're working with right now. Uh, what we're seeing in my neck of the woods anyways is companies doing sponsorships, you know, where they will pay them to go to school and then they have to work for them for a couple years. Uh, that seems to be the big thing right now, just for student or, you know, companies trying to get workers. One thing right now that Kansas is doing is really cool. It's called the Promise Act. And what they'll, I don't know if it's the state or the Department of Education. I don't know exactly how that works. But what they'll do is they'll pay for either $20,000 of your schooling or one year of school. And then your requirement is you have to work for a Kansas company for two years after graduation. But your whole entire school, tools, all that is paid for. I mean, the only thing you have to pay for is housing. How do people find that? On our website, I know my uh, NCK Tech or nckTC.edu's got some info on it. I know the Kansas Department of Ed's got info on it. Um, it's been a pretty hot topic. Last year, I had about two students that did it. And this year, I've got like six or eight students that are doing it. That's what's up. It's what they got to do to get people to get into the trades. Thanks for <laughs> stopping by and chatting yep. with me. I'm so glad we finally got to meet in person. Yes. Good to meet. Do you want to tell everyone who you are, what you do, where you're from? Well, well, I'm Chad. I'm from uh, Birmingham, Alabama. I'm a pipe welder, pipe fitter by trade. Been doing that going on about 20 years now. How, how recent ago did you transition into working for a union? Well, I done that back in 07. I transitioned. I was young. I came out of uh, trade school. I was working non-union a lot. I was jumping around job to job. And I kind of got tired of, of losing my benefits, my insurance and stuff. And I noticed when I was young, if I went with the union and stuff, I get I get a better pay rate and I get my benefits and my insurance like I needed to. And, and it stayed with me through job to job. I can jump around. Good thing about the union, I can go sign a book. Next thing, a couple weeks later, I got a job going out of town or, or somewhere local. And, and every job you go on, it, everyone I've been on was pretty good the, the employee kind of supplied me with my with, with the tools I need to perform the work there at the plant uh, I have been in the part uh, like steam plants chemical plants and steel mills and I have made a lot of a lot of good money work, work. how does it work with a union like getting jobs is there just like postings all the time no no it's not posting it's like it's like right now it, if I got laid off company said hey hey i'm going to let you go after uh, they laid me off then i go call the hall i said hey hey i just got laid off i need to go sign the book and 
where where I'm at on that list is how they're gonna call out. If I'm like six on the list, whatever, if they had a job, they have other companies call them, say, hey, hey, we need this, this many welders, we need this many fitters, uh, can y'all send this out to us this week, whatever, and they do a call, they say, hey, hey, Chad, you wanna go out here, out here to the steam plant? Well, uh, be uh, working probably 610s, 712s, and that's how, how that kind of works. Being in the union, is there usually like per diems and stuff? No, no, no that's that's the downfall now. Okay. I have I have went out of town traveling. They do not like paying per diem. Certain companies might, but 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 when I travel out of state, I, I have to I have to take probably two two welding tests, get onto the job. Then later on, I'm having to come out of my pocket and stuff, pay for uh, hotel rooms. We as a local, I know several other guys, we do bunch up as a group and go in to buy like a, a like rent out a hotel room or rent a house for that week and stuff when we're up there doing the job. In the union, like is there like meetups? Like how do you meet other people just on job? It's just, it's just on, on jobs. Uh, and too, when we're uh, coming up working and mostly us working allergies and stuff, we kind of get our phone numbers, we swap phone numbers, say, hey guy, you let me know up here in, in Chicago or Kentucky, if y'all got outage, give me a phone call where I can notify my my hall and let them know, hey, hey, I'm gonna go up there. They got got work, but I know people thinks bad because of us. Uh, how it is 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 some of it is like uh, I would say favoritism. Some people call it like that. If you're not in the clique, you don't get called yeah. out and stuff. Now that, that kind of goes uh, ways too, but but it's kind of part of it if someone's getting into the trade like students right. we have a lot of students that listen to this podcast what would your recommendation to them be would it be hey strike out on your own and then join a union or get in one of those apprenticeships and well well you got a point now the apprenticeship for the pipe fitters is five years you go through class you go you work local you go class every every other two days two, Two nights a week and you go there and, and you get your certifications you get your uh, if you want to be a hvac whatever you can get your hvac certification your plumbing license and stuff going through the school and that's that is very benefited to do that because me i did go through the trade school i did go non-union then, then later on i had to go out and study on my own to, to get my hvac license to, to get my uh my gas fitters card and stuff but but going through the through local after you kind of get that as you go through the classes yeah it's a, i mean it's like a real world application right yeah i mean I, I know that's a huge thing that people talk about you know just the benefits of being union or non-union i also just think people don't know as as much you know it's like everyone has a lot of misconceptions in their mind so you're right they do uh i went when i came up up through it People said that if you didn't have a dad or an uncle in it, you couldn't really get in because it, it is pretty hard to get in. When, when I got in, I had to take a, uh, a hand test and a written test to show them that, that I was I was experienced enough and qualified enough to start out as the rate I wanted to start out. It's like a lot of people, I, I would advise for me, I went non-union working after I knew the downs and the ups of working at 
a non-union shop or, or work for the job compared to uh, working well, man, I'm glad you stopped and chatted, man, because okay. I, I, that's something that I know is a very misconception with people is just trying to decide, do I go into a union? Do I go out on my own? So it's really, I'm glad that you stopped by, we chatted, and we yeah. can clear up some things, you know? Yeah, me too. And, and to any advice for uh, young guys out there, if you're getting into welding, stay in that welding booth uh, and, and try to, to practice. Practice counts. If you want to get a good paying job, high paying job, and you want to go anywhere you want to, stay in that booth and practice and get get your root down, get your cap looking good. That's that's all advice. If you do that, you wouldn't have no problem finding a job anywhere you go. Do you want to tell everyone who you are, where you're from, and what you're doing here at Fabtech? So my name is Blake Hamrick. I'm from North Alabama, right outside the Huntsville area. I'm a welding instructor for Calhoun Community College. I came to check out Fabtech like I do every year to meet, meet everybody, see all the faces you're talking with on Instagram back and forth, see all the good new technology that's out that you wouldn't see otherwise. As a welding instructor, what are you trying to find for your school down here? Right now, we're, we're leaning a little more towards robotics. I was actually headed towards the Fenuk booth right there to speak with them, see what's going on. We're uh, getting into laser robotic welding, looking for cobots right now. Well, you're in the right spot, man. There's tons. Like, I was surprised coming in here seeing just the massive amount of robots there are all through the floor. I'm like, man, I just need a manual machine. Let me see what's up with that. See, that's me. I'm, I'm the manual guy at heart, but that seems to where the, the technology in our industry is leading more towards. We work with a lot of airspace companies. That's what they're they're going towards is laser welding right now. So. Yeah. Well, especially with the alloys, you know, just material costs, having something that's like super precise, cutting down on waste, like that, that's just going to be helpful for people's bottom line and everything. Absolutely. But, I mean, just being precise in it, it seems a lot less dangerous, but I'm also kind of scared about it. You know, I, I need to talk to more people about it. There's still skepticism. That, yeah. yeah. That's why we're here is to find out a little more about it. Yeah. Just see what's up. As far as being a teacher, like the newer generation, it's hard getting them into the industry because welding has a bad perception. Like everyone thinks it's dangerous. They think it's dirty. They just don't like it. You know, people don't. They're not interested. So we're trying to figure out how do we make welding cool for the kids? I think it all falls back on the instructors and how you run your shop. Yeah. You know, run it like you want it, want it to be run as your own shop and how the industry is working. So, you know, you come in, keep a clean shop. You have a student that you, you set as a foreman. You may set it for a whole week, set it for a month, but let the students take ownership in the shop. Yeah. Know, take control of it. And then you just guide them along the way and, and show them, not, not just tell them, but but lead by example of how you want them to operate. And I've seen that kind of help transition them into workforce ready. I like that. What college are you at? I'm at Calhoun Community College. That's awesome. We're right outside of Huntsville, Alabama. And what kind of program do you have? Like, how long is your program? Do you have different types? We have or? several different types of programs. We've got just your basic certificate programs. And we've got a multitude of those, depending on what range you want to go into, whether it be the aerospace, pipe, just basic structure. And then we've also got your associate's degree program in uh, advanced manufacturing technology. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you sitting down. We're man, just doing yeah, it was like, great talking to you. Just quick but, chats, man, seeing why people are coming out to Fabtech and letting them know what's going on. Oh, yeah. It, Fabtech's definitely worth it. If you hadn't ever been, it's something you've got to experience. Do you want to tell people who you are, what you do, and why you're here at Fabtech? I'm Barbie the Welder. I'm a full-time metal sculptor, published author of six books, and an advocate for the skilled trades. 
And I'm here at FamTech to check out all the metal forming tools, the finishing tools, and most of all, to connect with my brothers and sisters in the fabrication industry. This has been an experience for me because, I mean, I learned from people like you online, never met in person, and then all of a sudden one night, just run into you behind me in line, getting some food at an AWS event. You know, it's just wild. The community, everybody says that it is a very welcoming community. And until you experience it in person, you don't really know. And I've, I've really felt that kind of community here and everybody wants to help the industry progress. Getting this next generation into the welding world, what do you think that we could be doing better to try to make that happen? That is literally the best question you could ever ask me. Uh, it's about introducing these kids to it young. I feel personally that art is the gateway into welding to show them how amazing, like you weld Davy Jones and the kids can see it and they're like, that's cool and like, you could do that because that's welding. That's a small, small part of what welding is. But I've actually written four kids' books that are not yet published, but that honor and showcase the skilled trades because I can't speak at every single you know, elementary school, but the books can go in. I can send the books to the elementary schools. That's so brilliant. They're in the process of coming out. That is awesome. What? Dang, that is crazy. <laughs> I had no idea. That is a very creative way of trying to reach people because there is... We just launched this app because, you know, the younger generation is all about the phones. And so we're like, we need to bring the info to them. There was Metal Shop Masters. There's Tough as Nails. There's Forge and Fire. There's all these things showing off these creative ways of using, using welding and even just like being in the trades. And so anything we can do to try to reach them is awesome. And that is so crazy. I had no idea. So you said you have already published other books. What are those ones about? The six books I've published, three of them are How to Weld Art. One focuses on horseshoes. One focuses on silverwares. It's just animals. And then the third one is scrap metal art. The other three is, one is called The Inspiration Blueprint. It's basically a blue collar guide to building a life that inspires you. It teaches you how to look into yourself to see what makes you happy. And then it shows you step by step how to do it. That's amazing. Where do I find it? So on Amazon, or you can order it from me on Etsy, which my Etsy shop is probably on vacation right now because FabTech. The cool thing about welding is it's a skill no matter what you do you're always going to have that you're always going to have welding no one can take that away from you and it's just awesome and you can go into any industry with welding it's not just as a welder i mean if you want to be in the music industry you can be if you want to be in the motorcycle industry you can be if you want to be in aerospace you can be if you want to be underwater like welding goes everywhere you you, know, you name something and i'll show you how welding helped you get there it's it's such a vast and, and you know vast career choice and from art to space to you know to underwater it's I love setting goals, even if I don't reach it, because, you know, at least I learned from that experience. In my past, I've set some really lofty goals and got there, but I've failed a lot and I learned way more when I fail. So fail often, you'll go further in life. So. Fail often, fail fast, fail forward, fail on. Yeah, absolutely. I've failed my way to success. I, I love to say that, but also I've not ever had any failures because everything was meant to happen the way it did, which is has grown us into who we are today. We all have a different story. That's why I love podcasting too, is I love hearing people's story. I mean, walks of life, they're all over the place, you know? And I just, I'm interested in people, especially welders or people in this industry, just because I it saved my life, you know? It's like, I was a musician. Yeah, hardcore. Like, Same. 
it's a spiritual thing at times. You get into a zone, that flow state everybody talks about. And that's just like my place. Like, I want to be there all the time. That's like where I'm at when I make music, when I'm even podcasting, you know, we're just having a really good conversation, like not playing in it. We're just having a good chat and it's a flow state. See, I love that you get that, and most people, like, like it's only when I'm running or it's only when this. You literally can live in a flow state, and it just ends up being deep focus on the present moment. And that's what ends up happening as you're welding. You put the hood down, and you just you go to work. And the next thing you know, it's almost like your hands are, like, like a marinette, like someone is using, you know, like someone is, like, hiding you, but it's just like, I'm watching this sculpture. I'm going to cry. Like, you watch this sculpture unfold in front of you. And it just, it's magic. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find your work? Easy enough. You can Google Barbie the Welder. <laughs> there you go. No, say so check out my website, barbiethewelder.com. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Weld.com podcast. If you're searching for the perfect tool to help grow your network and skills in the welding industry, then head on over and download the Weld app today. When you become a premium member, you gain access to educational content you won't find anywhere else. You can also reach out to me on the app with topics you would like me to cover in future podcasts. I'm Bo Wigington, and until next week, we'll see you out there.